All right, everyone, welcome back into Two Catholic Dudes. This is episode number 14. My name is Ryan Klaus. My name is Danny Cleary. It sure is. And we have a guest again tonight. <laughs> yeah, we're super lucky to have my brother, Brendan, is on the podcast. That's, Finally. That's me. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we almost had him on the podcast a week ago. And then we didn't. It didn't <laughs> Te- happen. Technical difficulties. If you guys listened last week, you heard the whole story, so we're not going to tell it again. <laughs> Um, unless you want us to tell it. Nope, we're not going to tell Moving it Moving on. The, the microphone didn't work. That was the story. <laughs> that was the story. Sure, sure, sure. So, but we're excited to have Brendan on again. You're an honorary Catholic dude. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think I just am one. The guys are making fun of me tonight. For the way everyone, go back and listen to our previous <laughs> episodes. And does Ryan say two Catholic dudes or two Catholic dudes? Because <laughs> we've been kind of... I uh, messed with him all night because it sounds super funny when he goes, dude. It took about four takes to get this thing started because I kept saying, welcome to two Catholic dudes. And it burst out in laughter. Yeah. Uncontrollably. We're having fun. We're having We're fun. having fun. That's what this is all about, right? Hope um, you guys had a good Halloween. Um, oh, yeah. We did. No, it's not even Halloween, so we're filming ahead of time. Yeah, so. But, but now they know that. <laughs> secrets out. Um, is, this is our second night cast in a row. Night podcast. Ooh. Yeah. I actually kind of I, I feel a little more energized somehow in the evening when we do the podcast. I just like I think because I'm like decompressed from the day because sometimes when we film in the morning, I'm like I got everything I got to do in the day on my mind. But There's like that. you know, all I have left to do tonight is go to bed. We did film the Halloween episode at like eleven thirty. I know. Yeah. Brutal. Anyways, we have a guest here. We're, <laughs> That's we're true. We're talking about ourselves. <laughs> Man, remember that one podcast <laughs> we did two weeks ago, and then the one we're gonna do next week. Anyways, uh, and for those of you that are just listening. Brendan and I, because we are brothers, we do sound very similar. So, good luck. <laughs> I will sound different than you. I will try my best. Okay. With that said, Brendan Cleary, everyone, welcome, <laughs> That's me. welcome to the podcast, Brendan. Thanks. Uh, as as you just mentioned, you are brothers. We are. Congratulations on that. Good job, Danny and Brendan Cleary. Um, yeah, thanks for being here, man. I, I, we yeah. we wanted to get this going because this is our, our officially fourteen podcasts in our first music podcast. Yeah, um, and, and music and is like my primary thing. I know, and we haven't talked about it pretty much at, at all. all. I think the reason that we did that was because I, uh, when I was in high school, a quick little story. When I was in high school, and I would go to like a little house party or any house party or anything like that, I would always be the guy who brought my guitar. And mm. I wouldn't actually like talk to anybody. I'm just like, hey, come check out me playing my guitar. And that, that's the only way that I could get they're people like, to like me. Who invited this Yeah, they're like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> Did you put down the case to like collect money? Uh, probably as get a joke, but like party. not as a joke, you know? <laughs> uh, and that, but that was the only way that I could connect with people and get people to like me was through music. Interesting. And I think as I got older, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get to know me for me. And then I'll show you. And you might get some music. Then you might get some music. So um, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's it. Who knows? Sure. Well, I mean, I'm excited about the music episode. I don't know a heck of a lot about music, but I'm just I'm just happy to be here. It's also stressful, I think, too, because this is like. Everyone's like, "Oh man, this is this is the episode on music. This is like his forte." This and is- you brought me on, <laughs> and we brought Brendan <laughs> to on. be the forte on the music episode. Well, and I think it's also funny because I think Brendan might be the person we've talked about the most on the podcast without him being on it. Yeah, you're like a celebrity. So maybe the people- I have there. Ha- you told my favorite story in the world. Oh, we have to talk about that real quick before we uh, continue. Brendan, of course, yeah. we ask every guest. What's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you during Mass? Well, you already said pretty much the craziest thing is when I was a kid and I 
threw up in mass. But I would I actually have a different one that happened very recently. Oh boy. So I just became engaged. I'm hey! an engaged person now. I would clap, but it would mess up the mic. Yeah, for sure. Um but uh at our home parish, uh Monsignor Hernandez, who mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys have talked about before, uh he like called me up after mass was over. <laughs> right. Not even when mass was over. It was like right during before the announcements. Like the during announcements. the announcements. He's like, Brendan, get on, come on down here. And I was like, oh no, like what? Ha- why? And I went up in front of everybody and he's like, and and bring up like your fiance. And I was like, ah, okay. And so she came up too. And he like handed me his like <laughs> microphone. The, like, the little lavalier. The lavalier one. And he's like, yeah, put it on and, and tell everybody what but happened. It's still like attached to him. Well, it was. So I was like, I, and I, at first I was so dumb and I tried to put it on my ear. <laughs> And I was like, I'm not going to. I was like, hi, I'm Brendan, and this is Aaron, and we're engaged now. And everyone clapped for us, and I was like, okay, thank you. It was very It awkward. was so nice of him to do that, though, and it was so cool. And, like, everyone was so nice to us afterwards. They kept coming up and talking to us. Sure. But that, it wasn't because he handed me the like, lava layer. He's just, probably, he's just excited that you're entering into the sacrament. But is but exactly, that hilarious moment of that this is connected to him. He's, he's like, like yeah, 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 yeah. Into you. yeah. And so afterwards, it was just like. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you for that. But uh, that was it was funny. pretty, it was pretty crazy, dude. Nice, that that's is, that's a good story. Tied for my throw up when I was a kid. One, sure. So, anyways, getting into music, we all know Ryan is Mr. Music, but we brought you on for the music episode. So let's get into your guys's uh, musical background. But like you, I know. Let's talk about you specifically, Brendan. How did you get involved? Because music's been a big part of your faith journey. Oh yeah, big time. Um, Really what got me involved with music at all was was actually like Ryan. Um, because when I was I didn't I learned start I learned how to play guitar when I was like fourteen. I was like in high school. Hold on a second. On that note, because um, I have a story that I have to share that just came into my mind. Go for it. Okay, I mean- <laughs> listen to this. One year on my mom's uh, it was Mother's Day. Okay. My younger brother and I we like worked oh. really hard and like I bought my mom like a card oh, and I flowers see. I know and like we did all this story, like we know. like brought it to her right and like woke up early and like made coffee and stuff and we were like all set and my little brother and I were like, like yeah we went on this gift together Brendan stumbles out of bed <laughs> hair's a mess with his freaking guitar and he's like Hey mom, I'm, I wrote you a song and he plays her the song and she cries and I'm like sitting there like what the Yep, you wrote her a song. I knew, I knew where just, that was going. Just made it up right now. Hey man, be a musician. That's that's the perks. That's, I was so that, mad. That's the perks of the deal. Does mom watch all of these? No, I, yeah, of course. I did write it beforehand. I did not just make it up as we went. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like he's like we're like I'm like up early. He's like hey everyone. And I never would have been able to do that if it hadn't been for playing <sighs> at mass. Anyway, and, I just no, sorry. So that's, anyways, that's the that's, perks. That is really that's funny, the perks though. of being a musician, man. Uh, when I was in high school, every single chance I got, I brought that guitar to school and I played for some project. It, like if I had to write a poem in Spanish class, I would sing it and I would get an A plus. Um, That's the way to do it. So, I see. I was I wasn't good enough for guitar. Like when I was in high school. Again, that was the only way that I could that people would think I'm sure. cool. So I just brought that guitar around with me. Yeah. So and anyway, now it's so, your personality. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> so you started playing guitar at a young age. Well, it was. Um, when I was in confirmation, mm-hmm. um, like in 2009, mm-hmm. um, Ryan and you and you would always come up with like a band or something like that, and you'd always play like on retreats and things like that. And I always thought like, ah, oh, that's so cool, like I'd want to do that. But I was never really 
a kid that like thought that I would ever play guitar or do anything like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you guys came and played at a very specific like youth group night, and I came up to you and I was like, "Hey, like I'm gonna join the choir." And like when I was a kid, because like you seemed like this old wise man of like I'm the master of music. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you were like. Whatever, man. Like, cool. I'll be there. It's it's on Wednesdays. Like, just come by. And I, because my dad bought us, bought yeah. us, bought me a guitar. Right. Garbage guitar. Costco. Still, ha- still have it. Uh, so I showed we talked up. about that in another episode, though. Take use that real bad guitar still, though, and, and so, make it sing. I still have it. That's <laughs> I still awesome. play it. That's awesome. Is um, I went to choir practice for our church like the first time, and you're like, cool. What do you do? And I was like, I have a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Hey. <laughs> I, I have a guitar. And he goes, oh, like, you don't really play? I go, oh, no. Like, I figured like I could learn <laughs> That's what as, as we go. <laughs> and, um, and he's like, all right, cool. Like, at first I thought it was going to be like, no, you can't do that. But he was like, all right, sick. Like, there's the guy who plays guitar for us now. Just kind of study under him and we'll figure it out. And so like the first mass ever that I played in the choir, I pretended to play. I held it and I pretended the whole time. That's a common theme that happens. And, you know, it's about being a part of something. It's about, you know, feeling welcome because Mm -hmm. all are welcome in in the choir. And uh, you might not be at the level that that you want to be at or that you need to be at or even not even be able to play a chord yet. But that's cool. Come along and, and get used to it. Sure. So when did you actually start playing guitar in the choir? It's a... So uh, I pretended for a long time, and then I really wanted to sing because I feel like that was a fun thing that I wanted to do. I was like, oh, like I can learn how to sing. Couldn't do that either. Uh, so I had to learn how to do that. But I all, I learned how to do that and play guitar through being in the, the choir. And the reason it was easier for me to pick it up was because I had gone to mass since I was a kid. So I already right. knew how all the songs like went. Right, right. Um, so it was easy. So I would say like a year or two into playing in the choirs, I was actually like playing. Like, I plugged in an electric guitar to an amplifier, and I was actively trying to play the songs. Still not super well, but I could and, still try. And you were like in a band in high school. Like you formed a band, and you were the lead singer and stuff. Yeah. So, do you think that the your time in the choir like fostered that part of your life? Everything that I've done musically is because I joined the choir when I was at that age, right. and it, it like it helped me build because it didn't just like okay now I know how to play guitar like I can be in a band like. I was in my band because I I knew how to play with other people. That was kind of a big, like, stepping stone. Oh, interesting, which is a skill, like, learned in the choir. Yeah, and that's something that, like, when a lot of, like, guitar players that I see, like, in choirs or in, like, some, like, other places that just, they can play guitar really well, but they don't know how to play with other people. That hmm. was something that I learned how to do, like, really well, and that's, like, what I, like, tried to be really good at, was being able to play with a band and play learn when it was my time to play and when it was not my time to play as a director is that something that you like stress when you're like it's a huge skill obviously you know um and uh, you almost are stunted in your growth when you're only playing by yourself obviously you should probably learn your basic chords first but um you can hold yourself back if you're only playing by yourself because you don't have that Mm -hmm. communal aspect where when you're playing with a song at mass or even at rehearsal People are not going to stop. They're not going to stop the song because you don't know how to play a B minor chord. Um, you got to just figure it out or move on to the next chord. And that ends up 
making you learn faster and growing much quicker. <laughs> and it's a whole communal thing. And right. you learn how to play in time with everyone and uh, make mistakes and, and move past it. And, and you know, it's, it's a really intricate, interesting thing to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, it teaches you so much more about just life and participating in a group than just music by itself. Well, mm. it, I, I think it's really interesting that it ended up like moving into your, you know, like your like rock band in high school because it, it all came from like the foundation that you had had in joining, you know, the church choir. I think yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I had like played like when I was in the band, I was the, I had to be the lead singer and I was right. never really that good at singing. But like I would always play and like sing and like in front of like not a lot of people, but like a little bit. I never really had nerves, but the first responsorial psalm I had to do was the most nervous I ever was to do any kind of singing in any capacity. And they say when you're nervous, it's because you care. Yeah, there yeah, was, really. Th that's I funny mean, because there was a girl that just this morning we're filming right. this on Sunday evening. Just this morning it was her very first time singing the psalm at, at the same choir mm -hmm. that I'm directing right now that Brendan was in. Wow, uh, this was her f first time being a psalmist because you know it's it's cyclical. There's right. the kids we're there in high school, so you know our seniors are going to move on, and we got to train some Absolutely. new kids. Yeah, and so Absolutely. you know, I told her, you know, is this going to be the best performance of your lifetime? It's not a performance, but is it, you know, is this going to be the best you've ever sounded? Probably not, but yeah. it's important to get out there and do it. You're going to be really, really nervous, but that just means you're alive, right? If you're not nervous, you're not, you're sure. probably not alive. And uh, it was, she did a really good job. She did. I was she, so proud of her. And above everything else, she, she used that courage to proclaim that psalm to the congregation. Exactly. And like, regardless of if you hit all the right, and I don't know nothing about music, but as long as she, she wasn't about hitting all the right notes or the right keys or anything like that. She just went up there and proclaimed. Um, Were you, was she that. doing it honestly and openly from the heart? Exactly. That's what people can feel, mm. you know? Exactly. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, and who knows who it inspired that she got up and had the courage to do it, you know? Yeah, if, if the greatest singer in the world comes up and, and proclaims the responsorial song, but like they're just showing off, I think that would have a, a lesser effect than somebody going up and really truly speaking the word or singing the word of God. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was like... In, it was always cool because when, uh, I mean, it's kind of, that kind of jumps into my story of uh, where I was and like, so I'll go back to that, I guess. Um, I was in the choir, I was playing guitar. Uh, I had started from pretending to eventually, I was kind of like the lead guitarist. I was like the main instrument guy mm -hmm. for a while. And then eventually when, you know, things shifted around and leadership was moving around, Ryan was like, hey, I need someone to, to lead and to direct the choir for the teens. And I, I need it to be you because no one else, I don't have anyone else that can do it. And I don't, and I don't, can't pull myself away. So it can, it needs to be you. And I was like, wow, that's a whole, a whole extra step. Like, you know, like playing a guitar and singing opposed to directing a whole choir of people and like instruments as well. Like that's a whole nother beast. And that was a whole nother thing that I had to learn how to do. But by the end of it, it became second nature and it became easy and it was scary at first, of course, but it made me a way better musician because mm -hmm. um, it kind of forces your hand. It's like, it's time to sink or swim. What are you going to do? And most times I would sink, but eventually start paddling your way back up to the surface and I think get yourself going. A lot of things in life, you know, you're going to get thrown into situations that might not be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And it's either, you know, you step up, you, you own it. And and you get to where you need to get to. You might not be perfect right off the bat, but like that's the way you grow is is to just step up to that challenge instead of saying, "Oh no, you know that's that's too much for me. That's too hard for me." Right. And you know, you, Brendan, you really stepped up to that challenge, and and you um, 
you know, you've shined over these last few years and you've been a, a key proponent in, in these choirs. I will say, I'm gonna, I want to go back to something you said. You said at one point I was the lead guitarist, and I, I know you said it in one way that you, like you were kind of leading everybody else, mm-hmm. but I want to talk about how bad the music used to be when I was leading the choir because oh, where yeah. my mindset was at was that it was lead guitar, like rock solo shredding guitar. Because right. I mentioned it before. The way I learned music was playing heavy metal guitar. Sure. I playing Metallica and Pantera and Slayer. Right. That was that was music for me. And that's really the only I, I knew like oldies when I was a kid, my parents would play K Earth one oh one for me. But then I got into heavy metal and like everything else wasn't music. This is this is all there was. And I had just such a narrow scope. Just like I just want to shred all day long. And so when I got to I started playing in the choir and obviously we're not playing heavy metal, but I wanted to I wanted to bring in that metal aspect to everything we did. And I didn't really know much about liturgy at all. And uh, I don't know, it's a curse and a blessing because thankfully for me, the, our pastor at the time, once I started taking over as director, was probably like, what are they doing? But he just kind of let it go. But at the same time, I wish somebody would have come up and be like, hey, man, like this, this probably isn't right. I don't think you should be doing mass like that or, or singing this song or playing it like that. Right. Um, and I, I learned very slowly over time because no one just, like pulled me aside and said, like, here's what you need to do, A, B, and C. Um, and it, it was it, it was weird. I want to tell one story. Go ahead. Well, it's, it's interesting that you say like no one really pulled you aside because that it was it was you that made me aware of that and conscious of that because like there was it was it was gradual, but it was also kind of like one day you were like, I I know what I should be doing, right? And that was the time where I was like just now starting to lead and help you with that, and you were like, this is how we're doing it from now on. Like this is this is how it's supposed to be done, and this is how it should be done. And at first, I I was very like. Ah, uh, but that's not as cool and not as fun. But now I'm like, I'm all about it. And right. like, it makes it so much easier to like be in it and yeah. be a part of it. And you guys are talking about like going more liturgically correct, like in your song picking and, you know, how you're playing the music and things like that. Correct. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So because I, I think I got to a point in my spiritual, my musical, my faith journey that I realized that. Um, I didn't have that formation period in this in this ministry. I was kind of just given time to figure it out at probably the entire congregation's expense. But once I figured it out myself, I realized how, how important it was to share that with, with anyone that I could. With Brendan as my now assistant director or any of the kids in the choir, um, you know, the, probably 100%. 99.9% chance none of them are going to go on to be professional, you know, liturgical music ministers. But I want to teach them as much as I can about about the liturgy, about music, about life when we when they come to, to choir practice. And our, our adults, too, even, you know? And I think that's honestly really a beautiful thing. Because, like, I, like, since we started the podcast and, like, I, I didn't really fall in love with the liturgy until like honestly like very recently like like to the point where it's like i really am trying to grasp it the whole thing right uh and i think when you were saying like it was just like i want to do it my way and i think that's so cool that you're like i want these these kids that are in my choir or these members that are in my choir to have the same appreciation for the liturgical that that you do and i think that's really cool i think it goes back to the sports episode when we talked about 
soccer and how I don't really like soccer. Right, because you don't get it. I don't get it. I don't right. know. I know how to play, basically, but I don't know the intricacies of the game. Yeah. And until I do, I can't fully appreciate it. Yeah, and, like, well, because, like, you know, there's so many, like, times where you're singing. I, like, I've noticed more and more that, like, you, you guys will pick songs uh, depending on the readings of the day and stuff like that, where they yeah. all like where it, it all lines up. So let me give you and a rundown of, cool. of a little bit about how I go through and pick the, the songs for masses each week. And I learned this from one of my biggest mentors, John Flaherty. I took a pastoral liturgy class with him at Loyal Marymount, Marymount University, and we he gave me this advice, and I kind of really took it to heart. But when I'm planning a liturgy. I will, uh, you, you're able to write the penitential act invocations, you know, uh, Lord, you were sent to heal the contrites, uh, Lord, or Lord have mercy and so on and so forth. You're able to write those three lines yourself, as long as they're centered on Jesus and, um, you can take it a step further and focus them on the readings. And that's what I do. So I really, I read reading number one and I internalize it and I analyze it and I say, what is this really about? And if I need to, I read commentary. And, and then I sum that up in one line and put it in the invocation for the first Lord hear our prayer. And then I read the second reading, put that for the second one. And then I read the gospel and put that for the third one. And so now I have a complete picture of what mass looks like. Mm -hmm. And I then have, you know, I have formed what it's going to look like and I can choose songs based on that. And then not only it's, it helps me pick the songs, but the congregation gets a little bit of a preview uh, if they're paying attention and you do it enough weeks and they're going to start to get it that right. these three are little snippets of previews of the three readings that they're about to hear. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I, I do this at Mass all the time, is is I'm always listening to the readings, and when the line that's used in the penitential act comes up, I'll always kind of shoot with a look of like, there was, I, like, because I, I, I love it. I, think I give him a little wink, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, there cool. it is, and I You're love right. it, and like, that, I didn't even realize that that made me pay attention so much more intently mm -hmm. as it did, because I'm like, I'm looking for that because... And it makes it so much easier to sing like with that passion you need to get, I don't know, the point across of how important mass is and how important these readings are. Yeah. Um, because that's something that we always try to like teach in any kind of choir that we've ever done is like, yeah, sing it, but like feel it. You know what I mean? Enjoy it. Well, because even though you guys are singing, it, it's still a prayer. Exactly, you're at mass, so it's you're you're singing these songs, but you're we're praying together through this through the music. And that was that was where I had to change my mindset from a 15 year old kid who wanted to play metal. Mm -hmm. When even when I took over as director at like 22 years old, all I cared about was making sure the band was sounding cool and I wanted the drums to be rocking. And I was like, when can we get a, a distortion guitar in here? Like, that should not have been anything that I was thinking about. Right. And it was when I shifted the focus that like the band is not the priority it's what we are singing it's the words it's the choir it's it's everything well what i've noticed from you especially recently because like you've grown liturgically like a ton in the last couple of years and like not that and i've just noticed as someone that doesn't really know a whole lot about music but like there are times where like math it would almost seem like there was mass and then like uh like performance of a song and then mass and then a performance but like now the way that you guys do music and the way that you've you know structured everything is it, it's all one prayer together like everything is it's it's mass yeah that's the idea you know, right? it's not it's not a we're doing mass and then there's a song 
like we're always in that mass. And yeah. I think, and I think that's why so many traditionalists that that you know they're like we should go back to Gregorian chant only. That's mm-hmm. that's their their gripe is that it's, it is a performance, and they're probably griping at fifteen year old or twenty two year old me who was making it a concert. Right. Absolutely, I had no idea what I was doing, and no one told me no. Right. Um, but now I realize, yeah, this is not. They're not songs. They're prayers that we are singing together with the congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's that's a big thing that we learned together is like. It's not about me. Even when I'm singing a solo or a doing or being the psalmist or whatever, it's how much can we get the congregation to sing so we're all lifting up our voices together. Right. That's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal for Amen. us to, to come together as one, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll tell you a funny story that, uh, about like how bad it was, it really was uh, mm-hmm. for, you know, the, the craziness of the music that we played. Uh, again, heavy metal guitar. We were, uh, it was Christmas mass, like... I don't know, 2002, 2003 or something. And you guys know that song, uh, Carol of the Bells, Mm -hmm. but like the Trans-Siberian Orchestra one. The one that rocks. The one that everyone thinks is Metallica. They're like, the Metallica Carol of the Bells. It's Trans-Siberian Orchestra. The the hardcore rock. The hardcore rock one with the heavy. We're like, let's do that for the closing song. And there's no words in that. It's no. just it's just it's just the heavy metal guitar. Like joy to the world? Heck no. We're gonna do guitar. Yeah. And uh I don't even think we asked the pastor because we're like twenty years old and we're like, let's just do it. And we just shredded and the drums were so loud and the guitar was obnoxious. And uh I don't know I I don't even know if the parents were like, That's cute, or they're like, you know, doing one of these and walking out. But it it kind of turned into um like a, tradition. a tradition. It did, yeah. And we did it for like eight years, years. yeah, uh, at least. And it was it's embarrassing to look back at. Yeah, yeah, well, because maybe because when you look at that, it was more about like, oh, that song at the end was cool. Not I just celebrated the holy mass, right? Right, you know, what I mean? maybe on such yeah. an important mass. Yeah. And like, and I'm, I mean, I was like, oh yeah, Carol the Bill shreds on Christmas Eve, right? And I'm, you know, missing it completely. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's all about, but like that. It's all about growth. We, you, you've grown into, you know, that more understanding. It's, it's funny you bring that up too, because you know I'm going to put someone a little bit on blast here. But um, my fiance Aaron, her parents refrained from going to Christmas Eve masses at Holy Cross, where we would do that because they they weren't about it. They're like, that's not what it's about. Heck yeah! Where and were they? Good for, and, them. good for them. Where were they when I needed? But, but I remember. Should have come and told. But me. I remember that too because she would tell me like, yeah, we don't go because that's not what it's about. And I was like. Pfft lame like why are you guys so lame like this song is so cool but like i get it like that, i 100 get it now because especially now because like if that was happened now i would be furious, furious with you. i'd absolutely. be like what are you doing like this has nothing to do with anything that was just for you that yeah. was about that, you and, and that is not cool that's not that, cool at and all that's it you've made the music now about you and i think that's a lot of people's gripe is you're making the music about you absolutely and not about the, like who are you praying to and I think this comes down to, we talked about it in our retreat episode, but it comes down to the culture. What culture do you have in your choir, in your mm-hmm. church? Mm-hmm. And the culture was, it's about us. It's about like a concert. And there was nobody that, that told us no. And that culture was just self-fulfilling and, and it was snowballing and it got weirder and weirder. <laughs> it was wild, yeah. man. Um, and it, it took... It's, uh, I don't even I don't even know that there wasn't a definitive moment for me, but uh, I think it was a progression. It was a progression, you know, to of a better understanding and and honestly a deeper dive into your faith spiritually, as well as educating yourself liturgically, because I think that you got to know God more, and then you felt more like, oh, I get what mass is now. Like mass is worship. 
Mass is not a show. Yeah. Like, you know, and then, you know, there's a time for, like, and don't get, like, there's plenty of time for rocking, rocking music for God. Plenty of times for that. It's just not. But not, not in not, Mass. Not in Mass. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Which is, I think, what we're talking about, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah. And it's not that, I, it's not that we don't do, like, upbeat songs and stuff now, but I know where the time and place is appropriate for it. Right. Um, we used to do, I was just talking to Brendan about this before, like for communion, there was a, there was a song, it's it's kind of an upbeat song, but we made it like really, really upbeat. <laughs> and we like mashed it up with a different song. Yeah, it, it was completely unsingable for the congregation, but it was, we, we would used to do it for communion. And right at the beginning, when uh, the pastor or the priest was, uh, they had just received the Eucharist on their own, and they were going out to to give it to the altars or to the uh, Eucharistic ministers, and we would go, one, two, three, snap! <laughs> like that was how we started the song, and we all came in just like distortion and like, oh no. Um, and again, very embarrassing to think about now that we did stuff like that. I, I, it's funny now because you'd be mortified. I'd be mortified if that happened. Um, and my 22-year-old self would be like, hey, yeah. what a nerd. 36-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> that was Ryan. sick. Did you hear that sweet fill, man? Like, <laughs> get out of here. That was awesome. But that's the culture that we had. And, right. and there was no formation and there was no one to tell me no. And there was no one to tell anyone no. And I think that's 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 a huge mistake. You know, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. It, but I, it, we I got a lot. We got a lot more to talk about. We're, we're, we got a break for a change out this camera right now. Uh, check out all our ads. That we, have. we don't have any ads yet, but we'll, we'll be right back. So back to what you were saying, and I think that you're, like, when you kept saying that nobody was telling you no, which I think, yes, we all need that, honestly, for someone to be like, hey, like, this is wrong. Yeah. Like, and sometimes we need people to be more blunt and say, like, how it needs to be, um, you know? And, like, whereas, yeah, like, mass and, like, lay people doing music and stuff, like, it's valid. Like, it's valid by the church. Like, you can do mass like that. Like, that's, that's just how it is. Uh, you know, people disagree, but that's just... It's valid, so we that's how you do it. But I think that it's more important than just, oh, no one told me no, but you needed to go through this growth period where you have a way better understanding of the mass. You have a way better uh, connection uh, spiritually to the songs that you're singing, to the prayers that you're singing. And I think that that's important too. So I think that you know you, you almost had to go through that transitional phase of not understanding so that you could get to the point you're at now so that now these kids that are in the choir have that better understanding of what it really is that they're singing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's just a little little unfortunate for the congregation because I do think, again, we talked about the journey last week, mm -hmm. you know, going through the struggle. And I, I think it was a struggle in a lot of ways. It was a struggle for our congregation because they're probably like, this is awful. Um, but it was necessary for me, for my process. But at the same time, was it? Because, you know, you uh, – I kind of took you under my wing and we, we learned and grew, but you never, you never were directing without that direction. Um, no, I mean, I still don't even direct hundred percent now. Like, you know I mean? I'm always deferring to you anyways to like, yeah, I'm like behind it. I play piano and he's up there yeah. directing and I always like give him a little, I give him little head nods and, and uh, yeah. signs and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I, I, I tried to mentor you as much as possible so that you had that sense of mm -hmm. formation and direction. But mm -hmm. I think when it comes down to it, and, and this is this is tough in ministry because um, people are afraid, especially lay people in positions in the church. They're afraid of like letting people go or moving them to a different position or firing them altogether. They're like, oh, but it's a ministry. We can't do that, you know. So our pastor, the same uh, back then, he's probably like, oh man, these guys are not doing a great job musically. But like, 
I can't fire them. What am I going to do? Well, you probably should have just talked to us at least. You know. Well, I think that's it. There's a way to say like, hey, um, here's what I need you to do differently. Exactly. There's a difference between that, I think. Yeah. And I, I like that you talked about, um, you know, people... Some people are upset that, that like the Novus Ordo Mass and and all this modern music and everything. But I think no matter what setting of of music that you're playing, it's a matter of placing importance on it because knowing that this is the liturgy, this is Mass, and this is the utmost importance, um, and and holding the music accountable to that and lifting it up and and taking care and dedication to that. Um, no matter what you do, I think is is super important. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of people that can really connect with a mass in that way. Um, like I, I mean, I love it honestly. When I can sing along with a song, uh, like today, I, I'll I'll share today during mass. Like and like I said, I've fallen in love with mass in a in a way that I haven't never really experienced before within the last honestly like several months. Uh, we talked about it on my on the struggle episode where like I just kind of surrendered to the, you know what God whatever. But like today during during mass this morning, like I teared up during uh, after like the post communion when I was just kind of in my own prayer. Uh, I was just singing and, and and like I was like wow like this is I was so in it because I could sing to God and just praise the fact that I he was within me eucharistically and the music helped me to foster that understanding that Jesus I was is my everything. Yeah. Like, Gets like every time. yeah, like that was the song. And like those words, like Jesus, is my everything. And, and like knowing that I had just consumed the body of Christ, like he was my everything in that moment. Yeah. He was, he encompassed my whole soul and I was in, the, and, and like that song helped me to connect in that mass. So like, I don't know, like, I, and I don't know if I would have been able to do that if it wouldn't, you know, had been different, but like, I don't know. It was, it was just a really awesome experience. So that's just one thing to, for you guys. I don't know if you knew, but you're mad today. Your music was rad. <laughs> Thank you. That brings me to a question for Brendan. Um, yeah, it's kind of a question for myself too. And we've talked about it briefly in one episode, but my question is like when we're playing music at mass or mm -hmm. singing, do, does it help elevate your prayer life? or elevate your prayer experience at, at mass or does it hurt it or some, some weird amalgamation of mm. both or like, how does it sit for you? I think that, um, initially when you're in a choir like that and you are singing at mass, it's, Im it's impossible to not be self-conscious of it and be kind of in your own space about it. Mm -hmm. Cause if you're like, oh, I'm singing, like I see people in front of me, like I'm sick, like, I'm singing and praying and stuff and that's important. But like, you're still thinking like, oh, I want to sound good. I'm nervous about this in the future. So like without a doubt, it was definitely at first pulling me away mm -hmm. because I was like, ah, like I'm at mass, but I'm at mass to do this song. Um, and it took a long time until I went, yeah, I'm doing this song, but like that's the last thing that I'm worried about. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's coming up and everything like that. Or, oh, I have a solo or something, but I try... I mean, and the, you, you catch yourself in it every now and again of like, oh, like we're chit-chatting about whatever. We're like, oh, like this and this didn't go well or this and this is not going great. But it always comes back to, ah, like catch myself and stay in it and where, try to where keep are my, we right now? where are we? Stay present. And, and what's important? Uh, I learned this again from my mentor, John Flaherty. It's, if something goes wrong or if something goes right, don't, don't acknowledge it. I, sometimes I give you little winks. That's as much as I'll they, do, like, but like, I think you've done a great job of like establishing that like it doesn't matter. Like it it, it happened and now it's over. Yeah. Like you always tell the kids like 
what happens if you go up there and you bomb? It doesn't matter. You walk because back you're and not because you're not because they're yeah. not here. They didn't pay a ticket to see you sing. Yeah. Uh, the, the episode last week where the cantor said the wrong thing uh, to announce the song, like the the initial reaction is to want to come back after they said that, you know, like, at the next part of mass, and they like, can you believe that I said that? Can you believe that I did it? I go, stop, stop. Doesn't matter. This is not the time. This is not the place. Well, it's funny that you should say that because we've talked about it before, and I think that the moment I realized that music at mass needed to be like different, and I kind of started to be like, ugh. I don't like the performance style of masses because we'd go to like youth day and you and I've talked about it before. And like the post communion song is this, this kid up there on the big screen singing a solo. And then the whole arena erupts in applause. Like, why are you applauding this kid for singing? Yeah. You have Jesus within you. Like, yeah. why are we not applauding Jesus? Like you should be in like, I, you know what it's, I mean? And it, it really, yeah. that I remember that mass. I was like, I didn't go to youth day the next year. Cause it really, really bothered me. Sure. Because I was like, we are now elevating this kid's singing performance above the Eucharist. And it really bugged me. I I almost, I mean, I'm not going to not play it, but on Christmas Eve, I always play Oh Holy Night. And nine times out of ten, for, for the post-communion meditation, and nine times out of ten, everyone applauses right there. And... I don't think they did last year. No, they definitely didn't. They do last it. Year. They do at my other church every oh, single okay. time, and I'm like, Ugh. I almost want to keep playing quietly after I finish the last big note, so that they're like, oh, this is, and then just kind of like slowly fade out, so that they don't, because it's so awkward and it's not. That's not what it's about. Uh, you know, they can't, you you got to sing that song, and I love that song. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs, but like. It's it's so interesting that you bring that up too because there are so many like there's such a you see a difference in yourself like because I remember like sitting and just listening to that song and being like ah oh, this is great but like the last few years like sitting and like listening to the words of that song and like listening to that song specifically like it's meant to be played in that exact spot the way and like powerfully like that right you know what I mean and like you have to catch yourself and just listen and like understand what it is and then you just feel this overwhelmingness of like like yes that's right this is what i feel like that's the words of the song you know yeah, like are this just, is this is a holy night this mm -hmm. is a holy night exactly yeah yeah you know what i mean and uh so if you're watching this and you hear ryan sing a holy night don't clap <laughs> he doesn't want it i don't, don't clap it. he appreciates it but he's singing for the lord that's right that's right uh follow a question to the one i asked a moment ago so, cause I feel, wait, I, sorry for me, I feel the same way where like, um, sometimes I do feel distracted, uh, it's impossible that, not be. especially when I'm directing, I'm playing piano, I'm directing, I'm moving all, there are all these moving parts. Of course. I try to find moments to uh, really center myself, but it's, it's impossible not to be distracted, but I do feel in other ways it lifts me up. Right. But my question to you, my other question to you is when you're not singing or playing or directing or anything, if you go to another mass or whatever, uh, do you feel it's distracting listening to music? Um, or it could, because you were, my question, I guess is like, are you overanalyzing it or, um, judging or whatever? Yeah, that's, I, my answer is going to be kind of long cause it kind of comes with a story. I don't know if we want to go super yeah, into go it. Go ahead. Um, okay. Let's... Uh, so I would say absolutely. Especially when I'd go to Holy Cross and listen to the music. I, I that's all I would pay attention to. Mm -hmm. Um, but in, uh, in March of this year, I, I broke my ankle and, uh, that was the first time I'd ever been really injured in a long time. I actually ever in a long time ever. And, uh, and so I couldn't walk, I couldn't drive. Like it was 
very badly broken. I was on crutches. So hard for me to get around. And from March until I could walk again, which was like late May, early June, I really didn't go to mass because it was it was like uh, it's too much on on putting it onto someone else. Someone has to drive me there. Someone has to bring me the communion. Someone has to drive me back. Someone I I hated being so dependent dependent on everyone else. So mm-hmm. I was like, it's so much easier if I just don't go. And um. And that was around the same time, like beforehand, I would always go to mass and be like, ah, this music sucks. Like, I can't wait to go home and tell Ryan how bad it was. <laughs> and like, that's what I would think. Yeah. Um, but when I was away for so long, I remember like this just overwhelming, like overwhelming feeling of just like, I should go. Yeah. I want to go, but like, it's easier to not. Mm. And uh, when I finally like, it was Easter, my fiance now was like, I don't care if your ankle is broken, I'm coming to your house and you're going. Cru- good on you, cr- Aaron. Crutch up and let's uh, go. Let's, uh, good job, Aaron. And I and I remember I was like so mad. I was like, oh, like this is just like, everyone's going to be like, oh, what happened to your ankle? What happened to you? He's and like, that did happen. He's, like, he's at home like having to put on like dress pants over his boot. He's like, ugh. So, I was so mad about it. And then uh, I received and I just felt amazing. Like if anyone ever, if anyone Praise ever God, like man. has a question or like ever like, because like before it's so hard to be like, if someone asks like, oh, like it's the real body of Christ. Like, how do you know? It's like, I don't like, cause I, cause it is now it's like, it is a hundred percent because of the, Dude. The, the difference that I felt. Cause I had never really had a moment of like, ah, oh, God, or like amazing light shine. But like that. When I went and received after not for weeks, dude, that, that's that's God. that's powerful, man. Um, that is powerful. Um, but then, like, then like this goes back to the question at hand: is ever since then, you know, I go to mass every week, and I never, I never, I never try to. If I have to miss it, it's because I'm laid up in bed or something like that. But since then, I haven't missed. Um, the music is playing, but I go ah. I don't care. It doesn't. It, it, there could be no music. There could be bad music. There could be the best music in the whole world. But like me now, I'm so in tuned with that because I now know what it's like to not have it. That's awesome. That's, um, that's cool. And that's and, what it should be about because even though yeah. we're talking about the importance of music, music is not the centerpiece of mass. It's far. So, from, but the, to answer the to question, elevate only. Yeah. is is yeah like is it is it a distraction when I'm in mass now? Not anymore, but absolutely sure uh, beforehand. Right. And I think that's a powerful thing. We're going back to like your growth and it's like, but like your growth too, it's like growing to the point of where you were like, like, I love what you just said of it doesn't matter. There could be music. There could be great music. There could be bad music. It doesn't matter because you're not there for that. You're there because you're there you're to receive and to praise God mm-hmm. and to be in that Eucharistic celebration. And now, the, mu- the music is the music. I will say. And that's that's amazing for all the people that feel the power of the Eucharist, mm-hmm. um, that they don't need music. They don't need a, an amazing looking church. They don't need all this 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 pomp and circumstance and hullabaloo and everything. But there's a lot of people that do need to enter to enter into a true relationship to Christ. They need to be entered in through the beauty. They need to they need to feel right. things. We're human beings and we need to feel um, those those true emotions and music brings that out of people. So that's why I was going back to um, bringing bringing your A game, no matter what. You have to play 
music like your life depends on it because your your life and your soul well, because people's it, souls depend people's on souls it souls yeah. depend on it you know wow i lo- i love that I, I haven't really thought about that but like yeah really right because if if we just want to phone it in one day and someone goes to mass for the first time that sunday and they're like oh or, or comes back to mass and they're like i, I think i want to give it another shot or i'm looking at being catholic and they go and they're like uh, that this church looks like whatever the homily was like whatever this music was awful i don't want to come back All right so every single sunday i what i can't do a homily i can't paint the church and, and decorate it and everything but but i can bring my absolute best in music well you can what you do in that is you're you're using the gift that god gave you to glorify him and to help others to understand even if it's just for them to be like Maybe the first time was they show up and it's like, wow, you know, I, I came because the music was rad and it was beautiful and, it, and I felt something. I felt connected. And then they come back the next week and then the next week and then eventually they then start to feel more in tune with their spirituality and things like that. And maybe the music is what gets them in the door is I think what you're trying to say. Exactly. And, that's, and that's a beautiful thing. You draw them in with the beauty and Jesus will do the rest. Right. But you, yeah. you, you, gotta, you gotta bring it though. And uh, so, so many people they do phone it in or they day i don't know like i i'm always about learning and growing and if i was still the 22 year old version of of who i was when i was leading choir i mean i probably i hopefully would be fired by now but I, I, but i love what you said the fact that you're like i'm seeing every mass as if i could be uh touching someone's heart and helping someone to find the beauty of christ i love that i think that's awesome um because like that's like that's how we should pray. That's how we should live every day, um, you know. And the fact that you that you that that's how you're that's how you view when you're playing at mass is a really cool thing. Uh, I think a lot of times what people don't understand when uh, they people give uh, you know, or have issue with choir directors or music ministers and things like that. But I think that you're to, you speak. And I'm sure there's plenty of awesome music ministers that feel the same way that you do. Absolutely. Um, we've met several of them that are, that are, that are totally on fire for They're that. Incredible. Too. Yeah. Um, I think that's, ah, it's really it's, cool. It's tough, man. As a, as a musician to, to find that humbleness, humbleness, um, that's not a innate trait in, in musicians. You know, it's always about the ego and it, it took a long time to get rid of that. Right. you know, for me and for a lot of people. So one thing that, uh, you, it's, it's funny you bring that up, the ego of it, because like, that's such a big part of it. And like, I would always be like, I'm going to do this song. and I can't wait for someone to be like, Hey, that was really good. That was really bad. Um, and the way that I've tried to like, keep that in check is I actually stole it from, from uh, Gabe. He was on the podcast at one point. Gabe. Whenever anyone ever goes up to him and goes like, Hey, your talk was really good. Or your prayer was really good. He doesn't say, thank you. He would always just say, Praise God, God, man. Praise God, he gets God it. man. And like, I've vessel, been doing that. Yeah. And like, at first I kind of felt silly about it. Cause it's like, ah, like that's just like a weird thing to say, but like it really helps. It's like, man, you sounded so good. It goes, Hey man, like praise God. That's what we're here to do. And I'm like, man, like that's yeah. Cause then that, that, cause like when he did, when he says that it opens my eyes, like you're right. Like absolutely. And you're so like, I'm heck yeah, praise God, like, right? praise God, man. Like everything that I have, everything that I get to do, being able to do this at all, like, Amen. I'm I mean, so lucky that I get to do this. Yeah, like, and we go. It goes back to your story of like, because music and and being able to play music and have music in your life is a huge part of your life now. Both 
Oh yeah, in mass and not in mass. Oh you yeah. know? and that all was fostered because you stumbled into a my entire relationship practice. with 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 Christ and with mass started with music and started with that because it sparked my interests when I was young. Yeah, mm-hmm. because because one day you brought your A game, and I listened and I went, mm. I'm into it, and I wanted and I want to be a part of it. Even if I didn't know what I was really doing at the time, I was just kind of mucking around too. But um, you know, it spoke to him, and you know, God, God was working through. Well, God through, used you yeah. to inspire His heart, and then we don't know who you know. God uses you to inspire others. You just we yeah, never know. Exactly. The, you know, thank goodness that happened. But now I'm trying to be much more conscious about it, so I can re- hopefully reach these kids. Yeah, and um, I think that like you know what I mean. Like it's growing. It's growing with Christ. It's growing as a community as a whole. You know what I mean. Like. If someone comes into the choirs or something like that at any kind of mass or any kind of church, like you know, I kind of I've come to do this. Even if their mindset's not where it needs to be initially, it's being in those choirs, it's being in those experiences. You you can't help but not pick it up or help understand. Mm-hmm. And but that I think goes back to what you're saying, which is challenging those liturgical ministers and challenging those like priests, those people at parishes. You got to bring people in who get it and you got to like try to. Oh yeah. This is where, I mean, we're, we're getting towards an hour right now. <laughs> Don't even get me started because yeah, we're, we're going to have a whole podcast on, I think this, this topic that you're just hinting at right now. Well, then, then, then to stay on the, the topic of the importance of God using that to inspire people mm-hmm. and maybe God using music, God using the, the opportunity of choir to inspire people because I have a, a, a young lady that comes to my youth group every week. And she's got some some special needs, but uh, when we do an activity where we talk and we go, you know, where did you see Christ this week in your life? Without a doubt, every week, she goes church choir. She goes, I see Christ in church choir. I go to mass and I sing in church choir. And I don't know if she actually sings. She'll probably never have a solo. But you know what? Every single week, where she identifies and where she sees the love of God in her life is being involved in church choir. Mm-hmm. And that, like that, and she's welcome. She, we, we bring her in. She's part of the community, and yeah, is she gonna get a solo? She, she, I think she knows that she's not, but she, she's even talked about it. But she loves being there. But she feels, and you know what she does at youth group too. When I go at the end of the, at the end of the night, I'll go. Does anybody have any another announcement they want to make? Show us your hand. Join church choir. That's awesome. So she's yeah, trying to then go the like, like because guys, I found God in church choir, and I want other people to feel as cool as as, as great as I do. I want other people feel God like I do. Right. So come to church choir because that's where I found it. Yeah. You know, like that's so awesome. Yeah, that that's you, that's so cool. You know that you guys have brought with that. You know, it's a cool thing, and. It's, it's that community that you feel and you can find that community hopefully in your church in a lot of different ways you know you have it through youth ministry and all mm-hmm. this but there's you know there's so many different avenues that you can form yeah. to, to to really bond with people and in a Christ-centered way and move towards towards Jesus but um, I think w- the last thing we'll talk about is you know w- another thing that I've learned is it's more than just about the music it's bringing people um, l- l- teaching them about the liturgy, learning about what we're singing about. So I moved, it, it's almost like combining a little bit of Bible study because if, Got we, to. <laughs> if we know the readings and the meaning behind the readings before each uh, rehearsal or mass, we can internalize those songs we're singing and be able to pray them uh, more meaningfully and heartfelt. And I think it's, uh, regardless of the notes that you're singing, people will feel that emotion. And I think 
you know, having that shift in mentality in the way I run the rehearsals, I'm sure Brennan absolutely has felt it with, you know, uh, praying before mass and doing those little Bible studies. It's, it's engaged the kids on a much deeper level. And so they, together we end up growing in community. We grow in musicianship and we grow in our spirituality together. Yeah, I love that because it's like, even if you're like, like, hey guys, this is like, I'm gonna read the reading. This is the reading that we're singing about today. And here's what God is saying in this reading. Now let's sing about it. Mm -hmm. Super cool. Yeah, rather than just like, let's do this song. Yeah, here's the song. Right. It doesn't matter what why yeah. it says what it says. Exactly. But like, instead, here's why it says what it says. Here's what God is trying to convey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that's something that I always try to do and try to remember to do is like, when, when, you know, when it's a song that we've heard a million times, that you sing like really, really fast. That, like a song that everybody knows, like Table of Plenty. Table of Plenty. Like That's that. what I was going to say. Go to, uh, or like the the song Yes, I Believe is the one I'm thinking of specifically because okay. that was one everyone always does. Whether you, or not you think you know it or not, you do. You've heard it a million times. <laughs> yeah. Is, um, is eventually you kind of get really complacent with those songs. For mm -hmm. sure, for me, I know, like you for sure. I will be like, ah, we're doing this one again. But what I'll always like try to tell the kids and because I tell them to make me do it too is like read what you're doing first, read the words out and like imagine like it's a prayer, like legitimately like and sing it with that kind of feeling that you think is behind it. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, like one of the, one of the lines of the song, the yes, I believe that I said is, and together we'll sing. Yes, I believe, I believe, I believe. And like, you can say it and like you say when you say it like it's it's awesome it's like a joyous proclamation of what yeah. you are doing mm -hmm. opposed to just singing whatever like i'm more concerned with how the melody goes than what the word is right and i'm like no the words are so important that's the prayer exactly yeah that's the message guys we're almost at an hour we could talk Shoot. circles around we could, keep going. Uh, we could talk so long about music what i want what i want to say is maybe because um, we're going to have multiple episodes on music, just like we're going to have multiple episodes on youth ministry topics and confirmation and retreats and all that. Um, put in the comments what specifically you guys would like to hear about us talk about music. Yeah, and put them in the comments if you disagree with us. Oh, absolutely. We want to talk to everybody. Yeah, um, but that way if you guys really show us what you want – um, that we can we can hone in because right now we were, we were just kind of uh, round robin right now just you know whatever yeah. we we're we we're feeling but it, we don't know sometimes the spirit takes us on journeys we're not ready for but it's cool the notepad was not followed <laughs> yeah we, we, write, we write down on that happens every time days. it yeah. happens every time it happened with Gabe too the spirit moves I know yeah. with Gabe's episode we had like twelve notes I didn't even look at it yeah you didn't look at it once anyway but anyway we do want to thank you Brendan for coming on and talking Thanks with for us having me uh, we'll definitely probably have to have you back yeah, obviously because we're doing more music unless it gets like really bad viewership and it's like <laughs> can't bring brendan back because it didn't do so guys watch one. it and comment if no, you want brendan to come back the only way we ever lose followers is when ryan makes puns then we, then we oh lose man you guys i made some like amazing dad jokes slash puns on our captions for instagram lost and we followers. lost like 10 followers <laughs> that literally, literally like within an hour of him posting i know it. that was one <laughs> I don't. Anyway. I don't know, man. I. I have. I think I'm pretty funny. I got awesome jokes. Um, also, you're gonna Those be mad. People did not. Think you're, so. you're gonna be mad at me. But we have to close with. Uh, you forgot our catchphrase again. No way yeah. again, you guys. You, uh, we we gotta have like a sign behind your head that says. That, uh, you gotta wait. get a producer that like <laughs> the cue card. Yeah. How do how are you doing this? this we'll is like do our, it. As, we'll do it as our sign off again. We could do it all three together. What's the catchphrase? Uh, it, it, 
<laughs> okay, Brandon's got Weird. it now. Okay, we're gonna do it together right as we finish. Well, it is. Again, so thank you, Brandon, for coming on. Uh, we had a great me. time. Give fun. us a follow on Instagram. Uh, please consider uh, being a patron. Uh, that helps this channel to grow. Uh, comment in helps the algorithm. We are looking at getting coffee mugs real soon. So if anyone is out there that is a uh, graphic coffee designer and uh, coffee mug maker, so we're yeah. coffee for nighttime. <laughs> yeah, podcast uh, stuff coming soon. So if you're interested in that, like if you get a coffee mug. Comment so we know. Do all the things. Click all the things. Subscribe. Hit the likes. Put your thumbs up. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, we want to hear it. We want to see it. You guys are awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we'll keep it up. Right? And uh, as uh, always, we are not. We're not priests. <laughs> okay, here we go. Together. Ready? We're, we're not, not priests. priests. We're not we're theologians. theologians. We're just two Catholic we're just dudes. Two we're just two Catholic dudes. Friend and Brendan. <laughs> guys, we're not priests. We're, we're not theologians. We're just two Catholic dudes. We're talking about our faith. Uh, wow. th thank you for listening. We'll catch you guys real soon. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>